If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh. Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> You're home for getting rich quick. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. That's right. And this is the show where I, Josh Rubin. And I, Noldenine. Uh, put our big brains together. We amalgamate them. We smoosh them together like, uh, you know, I just found out about there is uh, apparently all the rage uh-huh. on the Instagram okay. right now. Took my niece up to uh, college the other day, and uh, she pulled out this slime, this homemade slime that oh, she made. yeah. And apparently slime on Instagram is a thing. Yeah. And there are, like, lots of people making slime. Oh, yeah. Variations on slime, and then just videotaping them, fucking with it for 10 seconds. And getting like two, three million followers. I, I was just in Chicago, and one of my nieces was watching a YouTube video of "Here's recipes for my favorite slimes." Yeah, it's crazy. And so they were playing with slime in the back of the car while I was driving, and I kept trying to stop short uh-huh. so they would get slime in their hair and yep. slime in their face. Because as you may have said earlier in the day, uh huh. What was it? I'm a bad person? <laughs> yeah. Was that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, you're terrible. Anyway, so we make our brains, the one giant slime brain. Yes. We smush together these two separate slime brains to make one giant slime brain. And then we mush it around. We pick a topic and then we mush that slime brain around and we just squidge out incredible ideas for getting rich on that topic. And then... We record these ideas. Yep. And we lay the tracks down and then we just give them. That's right. To you. That's right. We give them to as broad an audience as we possibly could have. That's why we are on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Because of the breadth of the audience. Internet radio. It is the future. <laughs> it, it we are living in the future we right are. now because we are in the medium of the future. And we give you these ideas. We don't ask for anything up front. No. We give you these ideas, and then we sit back, and we take comfort in the fact that these ideas are being treated well. Yeah. You've adopted them. Yeah. You've loved them. You've sat on them like a, like a, like a duck on an egg. You've grown them. You've matured them. Yeah. You've made them the actual things that they were always meant to be. You've incubated them. You have raised these ideas as if they were your own, Yeah. even though they are our ideas. It's like the Brady Bunch. And, yeah, I guess it is, kind of. Yeah. And those ideas have flown. They've left the home. Yeah, they have. And if you love something, let it, let it let, go. Right, and if it, if it loves you back... It pays you tenfold. That's right. 10% comes back in the future. Right. Tithe us. That made no sense whatsoever. So just to clarify, yeah. 
You you make these ideas happen. Yeah, because we're lazy, lazy, right. lazy. Yeah, we're New Yorkers. We're urban decay. Yeah. We don't want to do anything. We're the fall of civilization. We want passive income because we're passive liberal cucks. Yep. And we don't want to work for anything. No. We want you to work for it. I'm not working and cucking right now. <laughs> working and cucking. Yeah, not working no. and I am cucking. You, well, you're being cucked. Okay. Does one cuck or does one get cucked? Uh, I don't know. A cuck, I believe, is short for cuckold. Yeah, cuckoodle do. So I think you're you're cucked when someone like fucks your girl. Yeah, you're cucked. You're cucked. Your goose is cucked. And then they call you a. Oh my god. (laughs) So anyway, we weak, soft. Yeah. Liberal social justice warrior. Lazy, ineffectual. Ineffectual. Barely intellectual. Barely. Liberal elite. Oh, yeah. Sit here and all, we can't do anything. No. We're not capable of actually doing anything. We just come up with ideas. Sip cappuccinos. That's right. Lattes. (laughs) Cosmos. Cosmos and lattes. Chocolatinis. Oh, yeah. All those things. That's what we do. Kyperinas. Yeah. And then basically what I'm getting to is you take those ideas, you hardworking, salt-of-the-earth people, you yep. take those ideas and you wrench them and you twist them into reality. Yeah. You forge those ideas into something tangible. The way real Americans do. That's right. Um, and we don't want anything up front. No. And we're not like those scumbag like investment guys no. who think that because they're putting up all the money, yeah. they get all the profit. Yeah, jerks. Right? Your hard work... We believe that your hard work is valuable. We sure do. Your hard work, in my opinion, is worth 90% of it all. We appreciate you. Yeah. And so all we ask for, Noel, it, all we ask when for is, this is all done, yeah. is what? It's 10%. You tithe us. You don't forget where you came from. You, real Americans, give us sissy, sissy New Yorkers 10% of your sissy, money. Sissy, Yeah, sissy, sissy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ten percent of that money. Yeah, that's all we ask. That seems fair to me. Yeah, seems fair to me, and it should seem fair to you. It sure should. Yeah, and if not, you better think about it again. Yeah, and on second thought, you'll realize <laughs> how fair it is. That's right. We only threaten you with our inaction. <laughs> we do. We. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I will say that after we uh, edit that whole. Preamble down, it'll be nice and clear. And yeah, it'll, it'll be like two seconds. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so there you go. That's what we do. Yep. And uh, so at this point in the show is when I look Noel dead in the eye and go, hey, Noel. Yeah. It's been a week since I've seen you last. It has. You've had a lot going on. I have. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I uh, was in Chicago for the weekend for yeah. a wedding. Talking about salt of the earth people. Yep. City of broad shoulders. That's right. Broad shoulders. Yeah. Pick up our ideas. Action them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was there for a wedding, mm-hmm. uh, and then I came back. Was it a big girl? <laughs> no, my, my cousin got married. Good for them. A wonderful, wonderful woman. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were saying your cousins were getting married. No. I'm just, <laughs> I misunderstood. Uh, and uh, I got back, uh-huh. and as promised to my agent, when I got back, I uh, shaved off my beard. I'm a bald face, bald face now. You, you look, I'm telling you, there. once you have a beard, uh-huh. shaving it off, unless you are someone who like just is super handsome and looks good no matter what, uh-huh. 
Most guys look better with a beard, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. And once you get rid of the beard, you know, you just look like a soft little penis man. No, 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 no. I look, I look you. fierce. I look like a Spartan warrior. Yeah, not at all. You just look like a guy who wears khakis and a polo to go march in a Nazi rally or something like that. <laughs> just a soft little weak guy who's afraid of getting beat up, so you got to get in a gang and carry a gun with you. No. All right. I look like the man. A cop. Yeah, you look like a retired cop now. I've seen pictures of you when you were younger, and you totally, especially when you had that flat top. Yeah. That was like when Jim Carrey, when he played uh, the cop in those movies, the Irene movies. You kind of looked like that back then. And now? Now you look like a retired cop who's spent a lot of time drinking and not <laughs> not quite sure what he's doing with himself because he's got the pension, but mm-hmm. he didn't really have a plan for when he retired. He thought he was going to like just enjoy life, All right. but the job really took a toll on him. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of depression, probably some PTSD, a lot of trust issues. And, uh, and, and now you're just sort of sad alcoholic. Yeah. That's the kind of cop you look like okay. now. Well, but if I want, I can grow it back. I just got to get pictures with it okay. uh, off. All right. Well, if that's the case, that's the case. But Nothing I may I fall in love it. with my chin again. It may, it may be a, a, a rekindled romance. You know, I'll tell you a little story about my beard. Uh-huh. Because I've had... I've had some form of facial hair for a long time now, yeah. longer than I even remembered. Like I thought, I, to me, everything feels like it's been five years tops. Yeah. But like it's been well over 13, 14 years that I've had some form, whether it be a goatee or a, 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 a mutton chops. Mm-hmm. The mutton chops was a bad decision. That one went awry. <laughs> um <clears throat> or uh, I think I, I had an Amish beard for a while. Mm-hmm. Then I had a goatee and mutton chops. So I just had sort of a gap between the chin whiskers and the and the cheek whiskers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but when I was working as a chef, when we had an oven that was de- defective <clears throat> and the pilot light kept going out. Now, it was early in the morning. I was the AM sous chef. And <clears throat> when the pilot light w- would go out, there's a fail safe on these industrial ovens, or they're supposed to be, where you have to reset the pilot light, meaning you have to turn the gas off, right? There's an actual switch, a knob underneath the pilot light, turn it all the way off, and then turn it back on, like, and you have to leave it for like 20, 30 seconds, then turn it back to the on position, and then push it in and light it. Otherwise, it will, no gas should come through, right? It's to prevent having an explosion, any kind of gas explosion. There were guys that were there working on the hood, and it was just me and them, and I had just come in, and the oven wasn't working, and I'd been down, and I'm not thinking, and I just push the thing in, take a a lighter, shove my arm underneath. I'm lying on the floor because you have to sort of open up this this hatch underneath and, and put your hand inside the bottom of the oven, and I light it, and this ball of flame travels up my arm and hits my face and sets all my facial hair on fire and my face is for like two seconds engulfed in a ball of flame yeah and the guy that was working like and i stopped and i was like holy shit you know and you do that sort of check am i okay and i'm a little like jesus christ what happened there i look over and the guy that was working is like white as a sheet 
and he couldn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. And he just walked out of the kitchen and didn't come back because he saw me get engulfed with a ball of flame. Didn't come back ever? Didn't come back that day. He was like, he, it freaked him the fuck out and he couldn't stick around. Wow. Um, you know, and eventually I had to go to the hospital. Not because of my face. My face was fine. My arm, I had second degree burns all up in my hand and arm. Ooh. Yeah, I was smart though because it was my left hand actually. And I had my wedding ring on and I was looking at my hand and my hand was all shiny. And I said, I think I need to take my wedding ring off. And I took my wedding ring off and 15 minutes later, my uh, ring finger on my left hand uh-huh. blew up, blistered up completely and blew up to the size, no no joke, of uh, like an Italian sausage. <laughs> And, you know, just imagine if the ring was on there still, they would have had to have cut it off of me, and it, which would have been a whole yeah. sort of thing. But, yeah. But we have these conversations about facial hair, Noel. Yeah. Because our topic today is... Is beards. That's right, Noel. Beards. How to grow money from your chin... Yeah. ...into your bank. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you could just, if you, like, instead of money tree... that. They were money beards. Uh, that'd be great. Would be great. There are. Are there? Starting today. Yeah. Do you want to start off, Noel? Or do you uh, want me to start off? Well, it's up to you. I know there's a little overlap, and uh, I know that I have uh, pulled the wool out from under you before. Well, let me give you a couple beard facts here, Noel. Okay, I'm, start I'm, off with I'm, uh, okay. All right, I'm going to give, I'll give a couple of beard facts, and then later on you can give a couple of beard facts. Okay. And if we, you know, we don't cross up facts, then we're okay. Yeah. Beard fact number one. Boom. Uh, the longest beard in the history of the world uh-huh. was grown by a fella named Hans Langseth, who was a Norwegian fella mm-hmm. that lived, ended up moving to the States. The beard grew to over 18 feet yep. long and is currently housed in the Smithsonian Smithsonian Museum. Yep. Just the beard. The beard. It had gotten so long, apparently after about five feet, the hair will die and fall off. But what he did is he basically matted the hair together like a dreadlock, Mm -hmm. so it just stayed strong in there, and he would just wear it around his shoulder. I had read somewhere when I was sort of just doing it, I was like, oh, that's an interesting fact, and I sort of skipped over it, and I never found anything corroborating this, but that supposedly he died tripping over his beard and breaking his neck. Oh, really? But I don't know if that's true. A I read that in one place. Yep, yep. Look, 17 and a half feet is a long fucking beard. Yeah, it's like Doctor Who. Yep, and you know, he, he was born in 18-something. He died in 1926, and he was born in the mid-1800s. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't have been that tall, right? He wasn't like a six-footer or anything sure. like that. So that beard was probably three times... Longer than he was tall, wow. or right around there, two and a half times to three times. All right, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, yeah. So that'll be a fact. Okay, we'll call that a fact. We'll call that a fact. Yeah. Um, but beards, no beards. Let's talk something about beards. Okay. I don't know if you remember <clears throat> a while back. I remember it because Deb sent me about eight thousand links to it. Okay. Uh. There were articles all over the place about how having a beard was like having a toilet on your face Mm -hmm. because there was all this 
poo bacteria yep. that were found in beard swabs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, my wife was ecstatic to hear that because <laughs> she thought that that would force me to shave my beard. Yeah. Well, she was wrong because not long after that came out a, out came a study mm-hmm. from actual doctors, yeah. not from douchebag BuzzFeed reporters taking a swab and then sending it to, you know, the, hey, let's look at the bacteria people and then putting two and two together and coming up with 12, mm-hmm. right? These were real doctors who were doing a study. And what they found was like, yes, there are bacteria that are found in the small intestine, but that doesn't mean that they're not elsewhere in the world. It wasn't actual fecal matter that was found on the beard. It was bacteria that is found in the small intestine. All right. Now, let's talk about the small intestine really quickly. Small intestine is where your body actually digests all of the food that you eat. Okay. Right? Your stomach breaks it down, turns it into this big ball of, of mush, and then it shoves it down, and it goes through everything, and then it ends up in the small intestine, and the small intestine really starts breaking it down. That's where all that good bacteria is. Uh-huh. Good bacteria, Noel. All right. So in this study... The second study with real doctors and researchers, they were trying to figure out if uh, they did face swabs of 408 hospital staff with and without facial hair, and they were trying to figure out if any of them may, what their sort of level of responsibility or possibility of infecting patients uh while they were recuperating, there was a higher rate with people with beards. Uh What they found was actually the opposite. There was more of the, uh, were more than, the the beardless group was more than three times as likely to be harboring a species of uh, methicillin-resistant staph on their freshly shaven cheeks. They're not 100% sure why, but three times as likely to carry staph infection on their yep. cheek. MRSA. A, a, right. A, a, which is a very difficult infection to get rid of because it is resistant to so many antibiotics. Yeah. What they found from swabbing the bearded faces when they did their tests was that surprisingly... Uh-huh. Many of the bacteria were dying in the petri dish. Yeah. And what they realized was there was a bacteria that was found on the beards or a fungus, they're not 100% sure, mm-hmm. that was killing these bad bacteria. Yep. And not unlike the discovery of penicillin, uh-huh. which was just a fungus flew in through the window and landed on a petri dish and just started destroying all this bacteria, an aha moment was had. This stuff is incredible. Yeah. Right? We have not developed a new bacteria in the world, a new, I'm sorry, a new antibiotic in the world in over 30 years. Yeah. That was the last antibiotic that was developed. You don't have to. You don't have to believe in science. You can. You don't have. It doesn't matter what end of the spectrum we're on, politically, and your belief in science, whatever. To understand that the amount of antibiotic-resistant diseases and bacteria that are out there are mounting. So a new 
antibiotic is due. We need it. We need it bad. Yep. Okay? So we can call it beardicillin. Okay. Which is a great idea. But of course, if people are studying this, it's being done. Merck's already on this shit. Yep. Right? Johnson & Johnson is already on this shit. Um. Uh, you name your big fucking pharma, pharma bro, the Shkrelis yep. are on this shit. He's got to buy the next Wu-Tang album. <laughs> um, but I thought to myself, hmm, this is an interesting idea. Okay. How do we make this so people want to buy it from you? Not anyone else. All right. I was cycling through and I was looking at, looking up bearded, famous bearded people. And it struck me. How much would fans pay Uh if you struck licensing deals with like ZZ Top? Okay. With uh, Jake Gyllenhaal always has a big bushy beard. Sure. Uh, Like Game of Thrones fans, Mm -hmm. if you could get your antibiotic that came directly from Jason Momoa, Cal Drogo's beard. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the antibiotic of dragons. Like, I mean, the options are endless. And you will eventually have like... John Hamm? John Hamm. Like, you just pick, I mean... Letterman? If you're a com- Letterman's beard, if you're a comedy fan, Zach Galliafinakius. Yep. <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. And I mean... So you're getting these sort of bespoke beardicillins made from famous people's beards, and fan boys and girls will go nuts for this. Yeah. One of the biggest issues that doctors have with uh, medication, I was just listening to this on NPR the other day, is they billions of dollars are spent researching this, figuring out dosages, stuff like that. And in the end, they figure about 100 million people a year die. Uh-huh. Because they do not take their medication as prescribed. Oh. The number one reason being, I forgot. Why do most people forget? Because they lose interest. Sure. If you could sit there and you're a big fan of Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And you have Bradley Cooper Cillin sitting there, you're never going to forget to pop that. Nope. You're getting a piece of Bradley Cooper inside you every time you get sick. Yeah. You may even overdose. You may take too much of it. You may say, I don't know what happened. My prescription ran out. I need more. So this is what I'm talking about here, guys. <laughs> Licensing <laughs> agreements with huge stars yeah. to make antibiotics from the bacteria on their beards. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's good. My big idea. That is fantastic. It's a huge idea. It is. It's big. It's going to make so much money, yeah. dude. It's like granimals of uh, antibiotics. Why is it like granimals? You know, is you would gra- wear the giraffe and the giraffe. It's per- personification. That makes no sense whatsoever. You get it. I don't get it. Protein takes out protein. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Whatever. You can't you can't cut it down. No, I'm it's not too cutting it down. Good. I'm not cutting it That's down. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying I like it. <clears throat> all right. So go. Okay. So loser. And when you hear mine, you'll I'm I'm glad I had you go first. Okay. Because I would have I would have shortened yours by a lot. <laughs> uh, so there's lots of debates out there as whether or not beards are good for you or bad for you 
Uh, Not in my world. I read one article that stated that beards act like nose hair or eyelashes to keep bad stuff out of your mouth and nose. Yeah, that's one thing. Helps with people with allergies. Uh-huh. Uh, another study by the Foundation of Dermatology says that all the extra dirt and germs in beards make us more vulnerable to hair follicle bacteria infections. I don't think that's true. Really? Yep. I don't know. I feel like I get ingrown hairs and stuff when I have a beard. But that's that is not and the ingrown hair is the hair going in and then creating the infection. Right. It's not an infection creating the ingrown hair usually. Tell that to the Foundation of Dermatology. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> of course they don't. Uh um beards have also, as you uh tipped the hat to, been found to contain fecal matter. Uh the Journal of Hospital Infection did a study that you discussed where they swabbed faces of 408 hospital staff with with and without beards. Clean-shaven men were more likely to be carrying contagious MRSA on their faces. That's right. More than three times likely. Just think about this, lady, ladies. Uh-huh. When you kiss your clean-shaven fella on the face, and yeah. you're like, oh, you're so clean-shaven, you give him a big sloppy kiss. Yeah. Maybe open your mouth a little bit. Just touch his cheek with your tongue a little yeah. bit. Get a little sexy. Yeah. Next day, you could be dying yeah, you're from dancing. an untreatable staphylococcus infection. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just think about that. Just think, people. Go ahead. <laughs> Clean-shaven Noel Deneen. <laughs> uh, and, you know, as, as you said, they, they took the uh, the beards, put them in Petri dishes, found to kill bacteria. Uh-huh. Uh, they were microbes grown in the beard that were doing the killing. Yeah. Have hopes they'll lead to the new penicillin. Beardicillin. Yeah. Um, there's a research paper entitled Microbiological Laboratory Hazard of Bearded Men. And it looked into the risk that bearded scientists who work with bacteria and viruses pose risk to their family. And they are. They're going home with little pieces of deadly viruses that they're researching stuck to their beard and their families are more at risk of getting these horrific diseases. But it's okay because the beardicillin is killing it. No, it's God not. They it. did a study. God damn it. Uh, there was a uh, study by researchers at the University of South Wales that found that women found men with beards significantly more attractive. Yes, I saw that. Well, did you also see that uh, later research by this same group of researchers found the exact opposite. I didn't see that because you're making it up. No, I'm not. And uh, it is, they're saying, due to the Darwinian effect known as negative frequency dependent sexual selection. I don't know what that means. It means that uh, you're going to, the outlying trait makes you more desirable. And as beards become more popular... The opposite then hits. Pseudoscience psychobabble. Uh, That's that what to the, I say. To the University of Wales, of South Wales. Uh-huh. Continue. Uh, so, as we see, clearly, scientifically proven, beards are both good and bad. Right? You can't, you can't pin them as one or the other. I guess that's true. As a man who had a beard the other day, and today doesn't, they're both. <laughs> you know? 
I can feel the breeze on my chin. Mm-hmm. Is that I, a good I can thing? Actually, <laughs> is that a good thing? Uh, it's an interesting thing. <laughs> Being aware of that, yeah. Never were aware of it before, were you? No. That was your first beard you ever grew. No, huh? I grew one uh, for like three months at one other point. Um, so, you know, they're they're both good and bad. And I thought about this: how 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 can I make something of this? And then I thought about how, you know. People these days, they're fleeing. They're fleeing religion. They are right. We're all turning into godless atheists. Well, Western people are. Yeah. Science is our god. Yeah. A lot of embracing of Eastern ideas, but not even really. And you know, we're not really embracing them. No. We're not going into their texts. Jerry picking. Yeah. We're we're not going through and reading giant Buddhist creeds who's got time for that no we're reading like the Tao of poo yeah you know what i mean and we're not talking feces no we're not we're talking, we're talking winnie, winnie. <laughs> uh <laughs> and 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 at the same time these same little godless hipsters they're growing their beards they're shaving their beards all day long they're doing it all yeah you know so this is what we're gonna do hit me we are going to Make a beard slash bald chin symbol. And we're going to write, or not, we're not, you're going to, mm-hmm. dear listener. Uh, it's the royal we. It's the royal we that excludes me mm-hmm. and Josh. Mm-hmm. So, so it's the it's the royal we that excludes the we. <laughs> <laughs> the present we. Right. For the future we. Uh, we oui, we oui. oui, oui, senor, uh, or monsieur. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to take this and you are going to make these symbols. Uh, maybe a swirled beard with a with a swirled bald chin. Mm-hmm. And you are going to write about how the beard and the bald chin are both good and bad. Almost they like- both. Give strength and take away. They both give you sexual power and sexual ugliness. Ugliness. Yeah. yeah okay. Repulsion. Uh huh. They're both. Yeah. And you and and you take this <clears throat> bastardized yin yang, mm-hmm. good bad, and you personify it for the hipsters out there, the godless latte sipping, you know, Korean chicken lining up for. <laughs> people out there is are they even lining up for isn't korean chicken so passe you know what they're lining up for nowadays what are more they than everything is there and it's not even a new thing i don't understand it there's mm-hmm. all these new bubble tea places oh that's there hot again our lines like crazy they're you, being mo- like bubble tea you We've know had it forever you, you know you know what's getting mobbed now the the hot food item that is destined to die a, a quick death in the next two years uh-huh Poke bowl places. I uh, love them. Way too many of them. Yeah, there are. I like it. They've just exploded in like acne on yeah. a teenager. Poke is the new vape shop. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> really are. And the thing is, you know, when you buy a big bowl of food, yeah, that's got raw fish in it. I like it. And it costs you under fifteen, twenty dollars. Uh huh. You're taking your life in your own hands. Well, I'll do it. I'll roll you. that dice. Okay, but and you, dear Fukushima listener, Fukushima tuna. 
royal we that is uh-huh. not we. That's you, you. Yeah, that is you, clearly. Uh, you, slash we, will take this idea of the good, the bad, the strength, the weakness, the attraction, the revulsion. You will make symbols. Uh-huh. You'll sell them. Mm-hmm. You'll license that symbol. Mm-hmm. So you'll get paid when these dudes get tattoos of it. Yeah. You'll write, you'll write, Little books, the poo of beards, the poo of beards. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. Or the, the beard of poo. I not guess not the Tao of poo of beards. No, 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 no. You're replacing the Taoism You're, with the beardism. I gotcha. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's the beard of poo. Yeah, and you make a lot of money. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of turning anything into a religion. You know me. That's right. I'm easy like that. Yeah, you're easy. And so many religions rely so heavily on the beard. They do. Pretty much every extremist religion relies heavily on a beard. Sure do. It's interesting. Yeah, and so yeah, so you'll be like extreme Taoism. Yeah. Extreme non-extremism, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent one, Noel. I like it. Yeah. So Noel. Yeah. Right about now. Yeah. When we like to uh open up with our newest segment. <laughs> <laughs> You said you can, it, not you me. Can, you can finish it off. Yeah, Josh and Noel sell out where every week we explore ways that Josh and I are actively pursuing our lifelong dream of selling out to corporate America. We're talking to you, Gillette. I was just going to say that. Barbasol. Yeah, Barbasol. Uh, what's like a beard oil company? Uh, Brooklyn th- Beard Company, I think, I think is like, what stuff I was putting on mine. I think one of the hot, the bigger, mo- more national one is like Billy's Beards or something like that. Okay. I see a lot of that one in like all the, the fancy saloons, yeah. salons. Um, yeah, so the, that, you guys, I got a big old beard now. Yeah. My beard is is a messy, tangly, long, pubic, hairy mess. If you want to sponsor us, send us some free swag. Yeah. And then I can take pictures of my before and after beard shots. I took good care of my beard. I trimmed it. I oiled it twice daily. Twice daily? Yeah. That sounds like a lot. oil it in the morning, and then I would oil it after work. So when my beard was short, I tried oiling it, yeah. and my skin was breaking out really badly. Huh? Now that it's long, I use this really nice hemp butter in it. Mm-hmm. It's got a good scent to it, and it, it uh, works really well. But what it's done is is because my facial hair is kind of on the straight side, it's really gotten it straight, straight. Yeah. And so it, it it's really, it's a little messy. It's all over the place. I, oh. need, a, I need a trim. Okay, what's the brand? Uh, that I use? I can't remember the name of it. All right, you guys, yeah. sponsor us, whoever you are. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All so, those things, sponsor us. Yeah, you know the traditional ways that you can, uh, you know, give us a little help out. How's that? You can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org webpage, go and to the do- Get Rich Quick with Josh Knowles show page, hit the sponsor button, and pledge an amount for the rest of the season. At this point, it's about two months. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. And half that money will go to Josh and I. Keep us in beard butter. Yeah. Well, me. Yeah, keep you. Well, I'll stockpile it. Maybe one day I'll regrow. Uh-huh. And if not, I'll just sell to people after the war. Yeah. <laughs> uh Half that money go to Radio Free Brooklyn and, uh, you know, keep them in patchouli. Hippies. Yeah. Uh, well, if you hate us, if you're like, hey, jerks, your you're, beards are full of poo. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the uh, Radio 
uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org webpage. Hit the sponsor the sponsor button. Is no, it? no, no. The donate. The donate button. Donate button. Or the pledge, whatever you want to yeah, say. Whatever you, the, the one the other than the one it's we the just button, talked guys. about. Guys, it's not like a page full of buttons where there's so many choices. There's two buttons. Yeah, one is to sponsor us and them, and the other is just to handle them. Yeah, to deal with them. Figure it out. Yeah. How are you going to make millions if you can't even figure out this exactly. button situation? We're giving you the ideas. We're not walking you through every step. Come on, take some initiative. <sighs> Find out the button for yourself. All right, finish this shit off. I- <laughs> <laughs> and you can pledge an amount, a one-time or reoccurring <laughs> amount. Uh, all that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. It will be tax-deductible for you because Radio Free Brooklyn was a 501c3 organization. And you can put a note. Get these guys off the air. They're they're tearing down religions. They're, they're all about weird beards, like fanatics. Yeah. Radio Free Brooklyn will gladly do it. I don't they're know. Look, they're, they're looking for an excuse. They're chomping at the bit to cut ties with, with the wealthy. Yeah. So you could do that. Uh, but we know the big money, the real money, isn't from your donations, your pity money. <laughs> it's from corporate sponsorship. And that's why we have a sponsor, a corporate sponsor, big time. And 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 we love our sponsor. We do. He's our first sponsor. He's our favorite sponsor. He's our only sponsor. Mr. Monty Lamonti. Josh, please take it away. Hey everybody, it's your best friend, Monty Lamonti, and I'm back again with an amazing tip for you, my best friend. Hey, today's tip pizza. <laughs> hey. Hey, people, today's tip is about pizza. Everybody says the best pizza comes from New York or Chicago. Well, here's the tip. The real truth is the best pizza comes from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now, I know the politics in Milwaukee suck, but the pizza is amazing. Best pizza I have ever had and garlic bread, hands down, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And trust me, it is worth the trip. And speaking of trips, if you're a foodie or whatnot and you do travel for food, it's a better, smarter choice to go to Milwaukee versus Chicago or New York anyway. Flights are going to be cheaper, hotels are going to be cheaper, and the food is less expensive. Win, win, win. Take that and grin. So stop going to New York and stop going to Chicago for pizza and take a little trip up to the beautiful state of Wisconsin and the wonderful city of Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You will love it. Yeah. As always, a positive influence in your life coming from your best friend, your best friend, Monty Lamonti. And remember, if you heard this amazing tip, you will need your best friend, Monty Lamonti, $2. That's right, just $2. Payable via PayPal at Montyism, that's M-O-N-T-E-I-S-M at Yahoo.com. And remember, people, get to Milwaukee, get some great pizza, and let's Pay me that two bucks, huh? Come on, because let me tell you, this is a tip that no one else is going to give you, and it's the best tip you'll probably ever receive. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt like the show was going off the rails before that, Uh and then that just like, I don't know where that came from. That was like a 30-minute commercial (laughs) for for Milwaukee Pizza. 
never heard such a thing in my entire life. No. Milwaukee pizza. Yeah. I didn't even know they had pizza in Milwaukee. <laughs> that is the most insane thing. And then, like, Monty just, just you know, we've been having Monty for a while. And yeah. you, you come into a Monty bit expecting a few things. One of them is music. Yeah. I was just completely thrown by that. <laughs> that whole thing had me, wow, you really threw me off kilter. And I was already off kilter. The show was completely off kilter from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like I'm in another universe. Yeah. Wow, that was heavy. But Monty, you couldn't be wronger. <laughs> I mean, we'll just leave it at that. But hey, guys, you heard the tip. If you listened to it and listened all the way through, which God bless you for having that kind of patience. <laughs> You got to pay Monty his $2. Yeah, and get it to him quick because he's obviously <laughs> losing his mind. Yeah, he's going to be in a home suit. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, wow, that was something. Yeah, it was. You know what else is something? What else, No. Well, it's the fact that we, as a show, uh-huh. as an institution. The royal we. The royal we, which is, this time it is we, me and you, not uh-huh. not the listeners. Right. You're excluded from this we. Right. So it's the unroyal we. <laughs> okay. It's the loyal we. So it it, it amazes me. It boggles my mind that we managed to do this. And what it is. This show in particular. (laughs) This show in particular. uh, Is that every week we have a topic. This week it's beards. We give you so many ways to get filthy who bearded rich with that idea? Somehow, we also find the time, find the, the energy to get another little topic, slip it in the show somewhere to get you even more rich. <clears throat> so, you know, if you're if you're combing your beard, if you're rubbing lotion on your skin, your your hairless chin. Whatever you're doing right now, take a second, listen to this, get real rich, come back later, get even more rich. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. The second reason why you should never go to school to become an entrepreneur is because you only go to school to read books. It might sound ridiculous, but it's absolutely true. Most people will say, well, Daniel, I go to school because I want an alumni association, or I want to socialize, or I want to meet girls or boys or whatever it is, right? But the fact is that the reason why you really go to school is to read books. There you go. Doesn't help you with anything. (laughs) You're just going to school to read books. Yeah, not for that alumni (laughs) suit. Or to meet girls. No. Or boys. Or boys. Yeah. I can honestly tell you that everyone I've asked in my life, Uh why did you go to college? An alumni association or meeting girls and boys was never on that list. Oh, really? Yeah. Hard to believe. They just knew it was to read books. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So there you go, guys. Yeah, there you go. Get out there. Get Mm -hmm. it. Uh, So... You guys, beards. Beards. Rich with them right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, can't think about beards without thinking about the Amish. It's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but 
But not only do they have them, but the Amish people look at hair and beards as important sacred symbols. It would make sense in that they grow them for important sacred reasons. Yeah. Uh, the Amish men that trim or cut their beards are disciplined and sometimes even excommunicated from their communities. Uh, That's generally what excommunicated means. Well, yeah. You're kicked out of your community. I'm, I'm not, yeah. Uh, the, in the fall of 2011, 16 members of a breakaway Amish community in eastern Ohio executed five beard-cutting attacks on Amish people in other communities. Uh, they were convicted of hate crimes. Uh, <clears throat> hair cutting sometimes is used as a way to hu- humiliate heretics. Mm-hmm. Is the hair the hair itself the head hair? Is that more of a, a lady's thing, a woman's yes. thing? And yeah. then the beard is the men's. And thing. the beard's the men's. Thing. I feel like the men all have short haircuts. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's the it's just their beards. Right. Um. So, uh, Bishop Samuel Mullet was Mullet. the leader of this breakaway Amish community. Uh-huh. Uh, he was sentenced to 15 years. Others got less time. Mm-hmm. And he was dubbed the Burkholtz Barbers, or they were dubbed the Burkholtz Barbers. Mm-hmm. Because they were from Burkholtz, Ohio? Yep. Or maybe it was the Burkholtz was the name of their Amish Whatever. offshoot. Uh-huh. Uh, spawned the book, Renegade Amish, Beard Cutting, Hate Crimes, and the Trial of the Burkholds Barbers. Okay. Hate Crime status was later revoked. Uh, they came with the opinion that he was not attacking these other people and chopping their beards off because they were from another sect. It was just because he was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and he had beef with these people uh-huh. for one reason or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, reading it, it, it's, it's hard to say wh- which it was, because some of his beef was that they wouldn't respect his breakaway sect, his breakaway sect, right, and his ability to uh, excommunicate people. He was pr- apparently he was randomly excommunicating communicating people, and no one bought into it because causing terror. Yeah. Uh, so. If you want to look at how serious these types of attacks are seen to be in the Amish community, mm-hmm. uh, well, five years before these beard chopping attacks took place, in that community, a non Amish gunman shot up a schoolhouse and killed 10 little girls. Mm-hmm. I remember this. The Amish forgave him. Then five years later, Bishop Samuel Mullet and his uh, crew do these beard choppings. They would not forgive Mullet for the beard cuttings. That's amazing. Yeah. I just want to say, uh-huh. the guy's name is Mullet. Yeah, I know. His name is Mullet. And I just wish that what he was actually doing was cutting their hair. Into mullets? Into mullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, but he wasn't. He was cutting their beard. Uh, in the Amish community, if you have your beard cut, it often leads to severe depression, mm-hmm. hiding in your house in shame, not allowing people to see you. And those yeah. beards get so long. We're talking years. Yeah. Years. These are sacred symbols 
in their religion. So this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You, the royal you, are going to make beard protect- protectors for the Amish. Uh, and the Amish are a peaceful people. So we're not arming them and saying, you protect your beard with your life, because they'll give up their beard. They're, they're, they're very peaceful, pacifist people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they forgave this freaking gunman who shot up, killed all their kids. Uh, they don't like technology. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to make it out of lasers and new fab carbon fiber. It's going to be iron. It's going to be leather. Maybe a little uh, bit of satin padding on the inside to keep mm-hmm. it nice on the skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's going to be a padlock. It's basically going to be a, a chastity belt for your chin. I got it. Like the man in the iron mask, but the face part is not there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to sell them across Ohio. We're going to sell them across Pennsylvania. Yeah. Anywhere where the Amish can be found, you'll find... They're in a lot of places, the Amish. There are more places than you think. Yeah, they are. Uh, And anywhere where they are found, you're going to find our listeners peddling their wares, Mm -hmm. Amish beer protectors, looking out for the little guy. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So I got two sort of quick ones. Okay. Okay? So one is, I'm going to reference the correct Australian study that... uh, University of New South Wales brought in 351 women and 177 heterosexual men to rate photos of 10 men based on attractiveness, masculinity, health, and potential parenting ability. Mm -hmm. Men with a heavy 10-day beard were deemed most attractive by women. Those with a full beard scored highest in perceived parenting skills amongst both men and uh, women, and men uh, with a light stubble scored lowest across all categories. But clearly, having a beard, a thick beard, and length sets off different signals, but gets people attracted to you. Mm -hmm. And that's really all we want in life, right? It helps you with getting jobs. It helps you with getting laid. People being attracted to you is key in this world that sure. we live in as human beings yeah. in general. But there are a lot of people out there who don't want a beard. They don't want to. Sh- they like being clean shaven. They prefer it, or they want to have the option, right? So this was my thought. Mm-hmm. You're out at the club. You see someone cross the way. You catch their eye. They're not that interested. You want them to be into you. Mm-hmm. You want them to, to get their insides all a-roiling because you're very attractive. Or maybe you're going to be a good father. Yeah. So you're going to have a pendant around your neck. That pendant is a 3D holographic projector. Mm-hmm. And it will project a beard upon your face. So as you move, the pendant moves with you, keeping the beard in place. At no point will the beard ever move away from your face and they will see you from across the way and they will immediately be like oh look at that sexy bearded guy Mm -hmm. and they'll come over and they'll chat you up and they'll see your beard and blah 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 and the next day 
you just say you shaved, whatever it may be. But you've gotten what you've needed and you've gotten them where you're at, where they're interested in you. And that's the most important thing, even if it's just getting a number. Right. And then you go out on the date, the whole nine yards. But that's so it's like instead of wearing like an actual fake beard Mm -hmm. on and off. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, I got that number. Now I'm going to go with the chicks who prefer no beard. Mm-hmm. You just shut off your thing, and boom, there it is. Yeah. You're just carrying your fake beard around your neck with you. Yeah, good. Just updating thing. The other one. So let's talk about another definition of beard, Noel. <laughs> I think you may know where I'm going yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, a beard is a term used for a man or woman who dates or marries a member of the opposite sex who would be gay Mm -hmm. so people think that they are not gay. Yeah. Quite often, it is uh, usually a homosexual man and a homosexual woman Mm -hmm. to throw off their families. But where it's been, I think used most and that the concept started was in old Hollywood and still moves forward today. The need for beards in general society has become less and less. Yeah. Unless you're in sort of a come from a very conservative area. And I mm-hmm. think I've met people I've met people who have, you know, exactly had that happen because they came from a very religious family or a small town that yep. was very religious or conservative. But, you know, not gonna name any names, but rumors of Famous actors who have been married multiple times to multiple women, mm-hmm. uh, and those actors are members of uh, large money-making religious communities in Los Angeles. Uh, supposedly, have had many beards in their life, but look what they have to do to get those beards. They have to join these cults, basically. Mm-hmm. Give them all their money, give them all their time, help them destroy other people's lives. Who wants to do that? Actors are good people. Yeah. Right? So you're going to set up a discreet bearding site. It can be an online thing, it can be a person to person thing where you will set these famous people up with like minded individuals of the opposite sex where it's strictly a transaction, right? Everyone knows what they're getting in for. Contracts are signed for periods of time. Lives are allowed to be lived mm-hmm. up to a point, but everyone knows what this. So there's no broken hearts. There's no faking it. There's no making someone think that you know you're actually in love with them, mm-hmm. or that they're being forced together because of a religion or anything like that. And you're going to charge fortunes for this. Yeah, fortunes because in the end, this is their lives and their careers that they're trying to keep under wraps. So that's it's going to be. A beard connection, yeah, site or service. I like it for the uh, rich and famous, yeah, in the Hollywood, yeah. There you go, fantastico. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to reach out and tell Josh how fantastic you think that idea is, it's you a can, good idea. Yeah, get him on Twitter, GRQ Josh Noel. You can hit him up at uh, email, uh, GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you can get him on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. You can rate, you, you can, can hit, review. You can hit him up on Instagram at Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador. Boom. To see his beard in the recent uh, album put up on the beach with Herschel. Yeah. 
Tell your friends about the show. If you only listen to the show on uh, podcast form, we urge you to tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. Uh, and, you know, before us, we have Art Star Scene, fantastic show. Fantastic. After us, we have Trippin' Beats. Get it, guys. Listen, a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, by this time, you have so much money. It, it, it's falling off your face. So what are you going to do with that money? Josh does a lot of hard work and finds out what you should do with that money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. Send that money! The inventor of the Spide corkscrew, Frank Spide, claims that for the connoisseur, opening a bottle of fine wine is similar to a Japanese tea ceremony. Our corkscrew is like a work of art, and it can open wine in a far more elegant way. If you'd like to open your wine in the most artistic way possible, it'll set you back about $78,000. It's made up of 52 pieces of aviation-grade titanium and features an 18-karat gold ring. The corkscrew uses a dual-action mechanism which allows it to easily uncork any bottle. It's presented in a veneered palm tree box and the inside is finished with shagreen and crystal. They'll even engrave your name on the case at no charge. What a bargain! 78 grand for a corkscrew. What is shagreen? I don't know. But it's got to be expensive. Yeah. Like nothing about that makes me think it should be worth $78,000. No, that's what's great about it's it. It's kind of amazing, yeah. right? I mean, the dual action thing, that's like what those those rabbit wine openers are essentially. Yeah. To do it so it's a nice smooth vrip vrip. Yeah. You know, the 52 piece thing, okay, so you've broken it up a little until a lot more. You made it more like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. 18 karat gold I get, but like 10 grand. Yeah. Like what about that? I mean, I guess there's emeralds in the box. I guess. Is that what she said? Yeah. I don't know. 78 grams seems obscene. Yeah. So we can't understand this, but we can understand the fact that our ideas are so good, they're going to get you so rich. How do you know that our ideas are as good as we know they are? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules, 10 rules of becoming rich from everythingfinance.com. Boom, sounds uh, fancy. Number one, give yourself a raise. Yeah, give yourself a raise. A razor. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like that. Uh, number two, be charitable. Uh, yeah. You, 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 the Amish. We're supporting religion. That's right. We're, we're supporting the uh, new Taoism. Yep. Be That's charitable. Right. Um, I will say that the, that the description next to this says, tithe 10% to charity. Fuel your favorite cause with your cash. Yeah, that one speaks for itself. Yeah, that's us. Um, uh, number three, educate yourself, your family, and others. Uh, yeah, educate everyone. Uh <laughs> About the goods of beards, That's the bads right. of beards. The goods of beards. The penicillins. You, yeah. You want to be the, the goods of beards because that's how you're going to get rich off of the beards. So uh, we're three for three, Noel. We're getting rich. Yeah, Everyone's getting rich. So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.